Welcome one and all to the July 1st edition of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast powered by Anchor. Please note that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release due to time constraints, technical reasons, or other issues. We appreciate your understanding. Now, for one final time, and I don't mean the podcast, but this opening song is going to go away after this show. After 22 episodes because this is episode number 22, we're going to do what Background Noise used to do every 50 episodes and change the opening theme. So please enjoy the first theme of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast one final time. That was Descending Air Current from the Free Music Library, uh, a a song that we will have no problem playing here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. And as I mentioned, uh, probably the next time we come on the air um, in a few weeks, we'll have a brand new opening theme song. Speaking of opening theme songs, uh, the king of opening theme songs uh, for many years here on Extreme Enemy Radio has been my good friend who joins me now north of the border, Mr. Neff Canuck. Good evening, folks, or good day as it would be. Um, yeah, well, don't forget, you started first with the side project. I just happened to think it was a grand idea and glommed onto that. Well, so I give my props to you, sir. Okay. I mean, I changed, how often did I change my, uh, I did once, once a year, a, and you once did once year. every 50 episodes, which is basically... About a year. Once About a year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how are you, Jar? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, apparently, according to the chat room, I'm uh, Snake Pliskin. And it took me a second to realize who Snake Pliskin was. Then I realized, yeah, that's the, that's the guy uh, from Escape from New York. And it just shows, folks, that we have a wide range of ages who listen to this podcast. Yes. That's a pretty dated reference. I won't say carbon dated, but it's getting up there. Kurt Russell? Yeah, that's dated. Indeed. 
Speaking of dates, you did mention it's July 1st. Oh, yes. Happy Canada Day, eh? Yes, thank you, eh? Yes, where we talk about couches and about and not a boot and uh, Z and not Z. And we all revel up here in our little fantasy land that we're all, you know, happy and joyful. And we don't even have fireworks this year, man. <laughs> Come on over here. We're, we have fireworks displays in my neighborhood every night almost. They're just waking the... Yeah, I've been seeing this on social media. I'm going, huh? What? What are you guys doing down there? Yes. Then what? again, the way things are going down there, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> Without being too descriptive as to my specific location, um, true story before we proceed into our programming tonight. Um, near where I live, someone or some people have been shooting off fireworks every night for the last week. And sometimes they happen at uh, crazy odd hours. Like a few of the last few nights, some people were shooting fireworks up nearby at 3 in the morning. Okay, if somebody is shooting fireworks near where I live at 3 in the morning, I'm going outside. Yes. I'm taking my walk, my cane, and I'm introducing it to their heads repeatedly. <laughs> Ick. But I kid you not, three in the morning, the, these are not like light firecracker pops. These are loud percussive booms. Percussive enough to shake your eardrums and rattle you out of your sleep. Okay. Which begs the question, but then again, I forget, you know, we're talking about the United States of do what we want. <laughs> a, how does someone get their hands on these things? Yeah. And B, how have they not blown off their own hands by this time? And C, why would they want to shoot off illegal fireworks in the first place? Okay, notice I said United States of do whatever the heck we want. <laughs> it's because we can. It's freedom. So... These fireworks in New York City, of course, they're illegal. Um, and they're being legal for quite some time. Um, so they go off around 7 o'clock last night. And I'm like, where is this coming from? And now they're at a regular clip. So I decide to take a casual stroll around my block. So I go around the block and pass some houses on the next street over. And here I see this family standing outside of their house, house with has a few American flags in front of it, and they are just standing out there, and who looks like the father of the house has his arm halfway deep into a tall box of firecrackers. It almost looked as if he was reaching into Cracker Jacks to find the prize. That's how deep he reached in. And no sooner did I reach the corner, the air chute that happens when the fireworks are launched, followed by when they explode in midair. And I heard that several times as I walked back to my house. I had made two reports to 311 after that, and there have been no fireworks heard ever since. Well, hopefully enough of your of your neighbors also decided that, you know what? Fireworks are fun, just not every night. Exactly. I mean, 
I'll tell a very quick old fireworks story. I used to go many, many moons ago up north to a cottage uh, in a little town called Huntsville. Okay. And it was near a lake. And what we would do is we would have a firework night because we'd be there for about a week. So we get fireworks, and this is back when anybody could buy the fireworks. Right. So we all buy stuff. So I buy one. It's called the Burning Schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Now, we put the Burning Schoolhouse out. We light it off. It does its thing. We're looking at each other going, this wasn't that impressive. <laughs> okay. Now, this is where Darwin could have done me in. Because we all got the bright idea together. Let's douse the thing in gasoline Light it again and see what happens. So we douse it in gasoline. We throw a match. Whoomph. You know, it was like ground zero, literally. The good old flash fire. Pretty much, yeah. We had to sort of get buckets of water and go, yeah, we better put this one out before we try anything else because of all the gasoline fumes that were just hanging around. And how long ago did you say this was? This would have been early '80s or something like that. Like wow. I said, it was a much more innocent, much more innocent and stupid time. Yes, we were so far out in the country. Our na- the neighbors were black bears. <laughs> I kid you not, because we almost got taken out by a black bear at the local garbage dump. Oh, great! <laughs> well, because the locals said, "Hey, go watch the bears at the garbage dump," which is great and good. Except we didn't know how close we should be. We ended up a little too close, and a couple came out of the woods. I found out how fast a car can go in reverse at that point. (laughs) Because we're sitting in there. The person driving slams in reverse, floors it, and we literally did a 180. Like We're talking movie style here. And boom! Because we were all scared out of our minds that this bear was going to take us out. Speaking of scared... Go ahead. I was going to say, I think we scared a mama bear and her cubs. That's why. <laughs> well, speaking of scared out of your minds, uh, we have a little package because, yes, it is Canada Day. And what better way to celebrate than receiving a parcel from Canada Post on a national holiday? And uh, before we get into that, why don't we just go through the usual spiel at this point? Don't forget that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. You can also search us on a variety of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Okay, that's out of the way. Now, let's go into how and why Canada Post decided to deliver a parcel to you on a national holiday. Well, as I said to to JR when he said, uh, congratulations, you've got a parcel today, I, I said, you're crazy because Canada Post is not delivering on a national statutory holiday. He says, go down and check it out. So, okay, I get dressed enough to go downstairs. I wander downstairs. I go to my post box. Wouldn't you know it? I open it up, and there's a key to the parcel box that we have. <laughs> so I, I'm like, okay, what's the heck? Go to the parcel box. Pop. Sure enough, there's a parcel in there. Color me just blinking, going, they paid someone time and a half to bring this parcel to me today. I haven't opened it yet, folks. I want to know what was that important that they delivered this at time and a half on July the 1st. (laughs) 
And uh, for those of you not paying attention to the previous podcasts, uh, what is that parcel in question, Neff? Is a parcel from Moonbase Crochet. Yes, something that uh, uh, Liz uh, and I decided you should have. So without further ado, I think it is time. We'll just get this right out of the way right now. Let's open it up. All right. It is pre-opened box, to- folks, because this is, lo- this is being recorded live, and I didn't want to have to struggle with the darn thing. Mm-hmm. And I am now reaching into the box. I'm looking down. And I believe I have my very own Sarah Yoshida crocheted doll. What do you think? It is very nice. I like it very much, sir. Her neck's a bit floppy, but then so is mine. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did Sarah survive uh, transit, I guess? Yeah, she survived transit remarkably well, considering that Canada Post would take a light box like this and go, Oh, we can play football! <laughs> Especially since there might not be CFL football this year. Let's try it. Yes. I tracked the package. It took one week to get from Chicago to customs in your town. And then Mm -hmm. basically two days later, you have it at your uh, parcel box. That's one of the advantages of living in the same town as where the majority of the parcels from the U.S. come in. Yes. And why and why my par, why my parcels from you end up going to Montreal and then to you I have no idea. Your guess is as good as mine. The only thing I can think of is that LaGuardia probably doesn't have the direct link that uh you know. But I I I like the business card because Moonbase Crochet included a business card. Oh. Very nice one too. Let's take a look. Oh cool. Nice. So that will go with that. And this little box will probably be used for something else. <laughs> because we're all about reduce, reuse, recycle. Exactly. Uh, have you heard the news in Japan? It's one of the stories I actually wanted to touch on tonight. Uh, news from Japan in the midst of everything going on with COVID. Today, they have started to uh, mandate a reduction of plastic bags in retail outlets. So if you go to uh, supermarkets and grocery stores and convenience stores and whatnot... You have to pay three yen for a plastic bag. Funny thing. Ever since COVID-19 hit us, they did the exact opposite. They suspended it. They suspended charging for bags, don't want you using your own bags, and will give you bags. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. Because they don't want reusable bags because of the germs, etc., and presumably they realized that if they charged everybody five cents a bag plus GST, or HST rather, we'd all go nuts. Hmm. Now, however long that lasts, I have no idea. All I know is I have a great many generic grocery ba- bags, not even with the store logo on it, generic bags they bought, sitting in, in my laundry room, and it's getting annoying. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, they started that. They showed... Uh... People, you know, going through the new system, and of course, in the convenience stores, they've got plastic shielding like it is the rest of the world between them and the uh, the store clerks uh, when making purchases and everything. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Have they tried to suggest, uh, say, use contactless payments down there? Uh, 
when you say down there, you mean here in New York? Yeah, in, yes, in in New York and in your, your general environs. Um, I believe I don't think they're requiring it, but they're strongly encouraging it. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the same thing here. In fact, what they also did is a lot of the stores had a tap limit that was frankly obscenely low, mm-hmm. of about a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Most stores have now cranked that up to two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. Which is much more which is much more usable when you're going grocery shopping. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, I know there's a strong push for that, and you know, tap to order on your phone and pick up, which is what I did today after I got a haircut. I finally got a haircut and stopped looking like one of the Osman brothers. Now I, I'm curious because my bo- one of my bosses got his haircut yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, he was looking like a very older version of a backstreet boy (laughs) i'm I'm curious to see what he looks like now oh boy so Uh, his hair went bye 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 (laughs) but uh the convenient thing about where i went to today is that there was a dunkin donuts right next door and so i was able to order something to tide me over through my phone and just picked it up uh five minutes later by walking out of my car into the dunkin donuts and just swiping it off uh the to-go counter basically Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that seems to be the thing. To either you, they want you to stay in your car through a drive-through, or they give you a designated spot to park. You park there, they bring the stuff, they drop it in your car, and away you go. Right. I know Walmart does that right now mm. with their groceries. Yeah, I think I think that's going to stick around for a while yet, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people are going to find that rather than go wandering through the store, if I know what I want. You know, pre-order it and just show up, grab it, and go. Right. I think that's what I'm going to do when I move upstate in a few weeks. Um, Once the window opens for uh, grocery pickups, I'm going to go ahead and uh, place an order online and then pick it up at Walmart probably the night I get there before they uh, do their early close. Mm. Yeah, because that's that's the other thing now with, with most places offering only reduced hours now, with a few exceptions. I mean, McDonald's is back up to 24 hours at their drive throughs mm-hmm. Yes, for those 1 a.m. cravings for Chicken Mick, I think they're nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Although there is a good thing. Uh, while, um, while a lot of the grocery stores in my area are going to be closing early, I'm not too far from a convenience store, uh, the Stewart's up there, which is um, pretty convenient. Uh, and their hours are pretty much the same as they always been. Um, this one, uh, not quite open 24 hours, but I think they're open from 4.30 in the morning until 11 at night, and I think that's pretty good enough. <laughs> I was going to say, 4.30 in the morning, yeah, you'll, you'll get the either the very early risers or the night owls just before they crash. Right. But, and if it's uh, even if it costs a little more, if I want to get like uh, immediate sundries such as uh, milk and bread and whatnot, it's probably a good place to go. I would think so, yeah. And not to mention, they also have very good ice cream. Uh, Their ice cream sort of rivals, kind of like the premium brands you find in the supermarket. They're quite good. So you're saying they're in the same league as, um, I won't name them because, you know, they're not advertising with us, but the the two-name brand? Not up there, but definitely close, I think. They have a sort of a cult following in upstate, the Stewart's ice creams. Mm. So... um, yeah, so that'll be something. Uh, 
But yeah, I will try to limit my trips out of my apartment as much as I can, except going to work and doing whatever is necessary. I probably will be avoiding a lot of uh, outings, except maybe if I want to stretch my legs on the block and whatnot. So, well, yeah, as long as long as you you know take take the necessary precautions, and I don't know if masks are mandatory yet in your area. I think we're about half a step from them being mandatory. Oh, yeah, they've been mandatory here, well, at least in New York City, and I think also in New York State, they've been mandatory for quite a while, indoor mm. public settings. Mm. Well, I, I know there are a couple of states uh, that I think should go mandatory masks and should do a little bit more, but they want to be open for business. Right. Which has led to some hilarity including Major League Soccer. I don't know if you've, seen, if you've heard this news. Uh-oh. Six players from one particular team have all tested positive, and they're already in Orlando. Oops. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say, the, the MLS return to play plan, which is supposed to kick off next week, mm-hmm. uh, today, I'm going to be curious to see if it actually gets off the ground. Hmm. It's much like the it's much like the bubble city thing the NHL is going to try. Latest rumor is not one American city. Mm-hmm. Edmonton and Toronto. Wow. Which I could see for Edmonton, Toronto. I'm a little leery of, but that's only because I'm trying to think of the number of people and the fact that around that particular arena, there aren't necessarily hotels directly attached. So there might be some potential for exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the latest update here? Um, in New York City, uh, we were, suppo- were supposed to go to the next phase on Monday, which includes the resumption of indoor dining. Uh, indoor dining is going to be put on hold, but everything else will move to the next phase, and that's because the concern of uh, spikes in other parts of the country and people kind of possibly bringing them here. Yeah, like I said, there there are a number of states, uh, southern states, where it's like, I won't go there, and if you come from there, you go back where you came from. Yeah, at least for now. So, uh, this may this may squash any potential road trips and uh, uh, keep myself at home the rest of the year. <laughs> I, I I was going to say, I mean, the border's still closed between Canada and the U.S. till July thirty first, uh-huh. subject to extension, right? Although, oddly enough, and this is one of those weird things where I think politics is involved, uh-huh. because the European Union now says a bunch of countries can now enter. Right. One of those is Canada. Oh. However, <laughs> Canada has not reciprocated. Yeah. And neither has so Japan, like, neither has Australia, and a few others that they've announced. But I, I'm looking at this going, okay, okay, so you go to the European Union, despite the fact your government says don't go unless it's necessary. Right. You won't get travel insurance. Mm-hmm. What kind of lunatic is going to go under those conditions? Yeah. Well, one option remains Hawaii. They have a state-mandated quarantine that they're lifting at the end of uh, July, supposedly because of a constitutional challenge in court. Uh, they'll just say, uh, take a COVID test uh, within a few days of your trip and uh, make sure it's negative, and then uh, you don't have to quarantine in Hawaii. To which I'll say this. 
COVID-19 doesn't give a flying fadoo about your politics. <laughs> it does what it wants to do because it's a virus. Right, right, right. And I think, uh, you know, if you were uh, ever interested in maybe going to Hawaii, the best way to do it at this point, if you did want to do it, is a nonstop flight. I don't think I would want to be connecting through another city. I'm trying to think if Air Canada even offers a direct flight to Hawaii. That, uh, that, that would be interesting. I'd have to check that. We, at least before the pandemic, from New York, had two nonstop flights to Hawaii. One from Kennedy on, Air, uh, on Hawaiian Airlines and one from Newark on United. Mm. Well, um, right now, yeah, entering the United States is not high up on my list. I'm sorry, you know, folks, but yikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, um Let's uh, move on a little bit from the COVID chat, and uh, let's talk, Neff, about uh, what you've been discovering in the world of manga lately, because you tell me you are um, investigating uh, a new app, or at least an app that's new to you. Yes, a new subscription service that I stumbled across um, through a Facebook ad, surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. uh, called Tumix. Uh, basically, it's a subscription service, much like the Shonen Jump service, um, a little bit pricier, but what they offer is a much wider uh, selection, and they also offer different types of manga, in this case, manhwa, mm -hmm. from Korea. Now, I found out that you can subscribe through the iOS app, which I did, but to get the full catalog, including the mature titles, you have to access their website directly because iOS and Apple you know, are like, sorry, even though you've proven you're X years old, you, we still don't trust you to not show, you know, these rotten, these nasty little comics to Johnny and Jill. So I subscribed and I found a couple of titles, uh, one of which I'm reading both on iOS and on the website because for some reason iOS crashes mm -hmm. called. So how do I report a spy this cute? Uh oh. OK, it is a Korean manhwa, which is the Korean version of manga. OK, it is. Presented vertically, not horizontally. So it's a vertical. Huh. So it's webcomic, webcomic based. Okay. And, and the premise is uh, a spy from North Korea comes to South Korea. Her mission, and she's approximately 15, 16 years old, mm -hmm. is to kidnap a student and bring him to North Korea. Because this particular student, when they were very young... Science uh, solved a mathematical formulation that could be used to make weapons. I see. And let's just say she is competent as a soldier. But when it comes to actually fitting in, no, I'm going to make a dated reference, kids. Sergeant Sosuke Sagara from Full Metal Panic. <laughs> She's basically him. Oh, no. In a short skirt. I mean, it's literally, <laughs> he is that. So far, it's like, oh, God. Interesting. And the best part is more spies from other countries show up also looking for the same kid, including a Russian spy. And like I said, the, the insanity ensues, and I'm reading, and I'm just, you know, dying of laughter. Uh, apparently, the webcomic is finished, but it's about uh, 50, 60 chapters, and I'm only about 14, 15 in. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading that. And then as for the more mature stuff, I'm sure, you know, the, the velour wearing idiot in the closet will be like, yeah, read it, read it, read it. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll read it. I thought I bought. I thought I bought you that one other book on I. And this is odd because for all the you know all the the squawking that iOS makes, they also offered a particular book that Yen Press just released called Lust Gaius. Okay. The premise of this: childhood friends. One of them goes to an occult bookstore that he accidentally finds. He buys a, he gets a book given to him by the shop owner. Mm-hmm. He reads something out of that book. One of the few things he can read, because everything else is in a language he doesn't understand, gives it to the other childhood friend who's into the occult stuff mm-hmm. as a birthday present. She apparently reads from the book, and apparently this thing forms a pact between them. The pact being something that I will not describe on air because, yeah. Needless to say, it is an older title that I'm going, wait a minute, and you you bar this other app, and I I don't understand. But because it's an iBooks app, apparently they can do what they want. Ah, ah. (laughs) Pardon me while Apple's Apple's policies make my brain hurt. Well, yes. uh, The best ways right now to experience uh, foreign cultures is... Virtually through your computer or other means, basically, instead of actually going there. Indeed. And I just heard my first firework of the evening, and it ain't even dark. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Could you, you could at least wait until it's dark. You give it a half an hour, but you could wait. Kind of the trial runs of fireworks I used to see in Las Vegas, uh, walking down the strip at th- 2 in the afternoon. <laughs> Well, you know, Las Vegas, um, they do a lot of things that you're just going, that's why the saying is, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas, because no other sane place would even do that stuff. Um, I'm referring to something, one of the things that I noticed last time I was in Vegas a few years ago for the Rugby Sevens tournament, uh, I was there with Mary, and uh, we were walking past the Bellagio, and with where the fountains are and whatnot, um, they're famous for their nightly fountain shows, and mm. they're like, we're going to be conducting a test of our water spouts uh, for the nightly shows, so please uh, take note of that. All of a sudden, the music starts, and the water spouts are going up, and they are tremendous. You know, something you'd re- you actually see in Las Vegas, and what's mm-hmm. very interesting about it is that there are no crowds. Because this is all just like an unannounced test. We were we were right in the right place at the right time, and uh, we enjoyed a, a nice little five minute mini show. Ah, that's sort of like when I used to work at Canada's Wonderland years ago. Because uh-huh. they would run the tests early in the morning, and you know if you were early staff, you were for there for opening. So they would run those tests as well, and it was always like. That looks very impressive. And I can actually see it as opposed to just to see humanity around a couple of plumes of water, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, Yeah, I'm reading um, a few articles here that um, apparently some outlets are offering uh, pseudo-vacations, which are kind of like essentially like curated videos or whatnot of uh, different locations. I was going to say, pseudo-vacation, what? So you send your luggage off to somewhere, and then they lose it, and you don't get it back? And you just stay at home? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, okay. So this is what I'm reading here. Um, 
Okay, so this is kind of kind of reminds me of what uh, um, our airports around here do every year um, for like uh, the young kids. They do virtual flights to the North Pole. So we have school kids who actually go through the airport, board a plane, it and it pretends to fly to the North Pole. In reality, it's just taxiing around the airport. All of a sudden, you get to like another gate and you're at the North Pole. Okay, when you said that, the first thing that went through my mind, and I'm sorry, but this is the new reality. You're introducing small children to the TSA. How could you? That's cruel. (laughs) (laughs) But apparently, okay, what I'm reading now is uh, Taipei uh, Songshan Airport is offering a limited time pseudo vacation to nowhere for 90 lucky people. For half a day, they'll get to tour the international terminal, go through mock immigration, and board a plane, but it won't take them anywhere. After boarding, they'll simply get off the plane at the same airport and re-enter the country, quote-unquote, re-enter through immigration and customs. Why anybody would want to simulate going through immigration is beyond me, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) And I say that with the greatest of, you know, affection for the countries I've been to. But most of the time, going through immigration is like getting your teeth pulled. Sounds anesthetic. Ow. If you were to have me do a tour through JFK Airport the same way, it'll probably end up being more than half a day because I'll probably get flagged by customs anyway. I was going to say, no, they'll take you into the little room and start asking you questions. They'll simulate that. <laughs> I would say it's a pretty unique thing to try, but... Uh... Well, I mean, you got to try something right now because, you know, as we all know, with the way things are right now, businesses is, are flat. So they've got to try to do something to resuscitate themselves. Right. You know, and even if it, even if it is simulating going through the joys of the airport... As I roll my eyes so hard, I hear tilt. <laughs> you know, it's at least something. Right. I mean, in our town, they've just started the outdoor dining thing, and I'm going, okay, I really want to sit next to cars driving by. <laughs> it depends on the uh, it depends on the restaurant, obviously. Uh, the one mm-hmm. I went to uh, a few weeks ago on Long Island, uh, they just used up uh, some of their back parking lot, and it was pretty nice atmosphere. Mm. Well, uh, like I said, in in my case, they they just, just put it wherever they could find space. So that's why it didn't turn out quite that well. Mm-hmm. Speaking of things that didn't turn out quite that well, I, I forwarded you that story about uh, simulating getting put into uh, EVA Unit 01. Oh, yes. And, and I looked at this, and I looked at the geishas, you know, who they were using to showcase this, and I just went to myself, uh-huh. oh, my God, I just... I'd just be like, I'd be having PTSD flashbacks. You know, I'd be, I'd be afraid I'd be seeing Gendo. It's like, <laughs> Never mind being submerged in Tang. Yuck. Right. Uh, and a studio park in Kyoto is what they're, where they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. It would be, it would be interesting. I'll say this: it would be interesting. I, I just don't know. You know, getting to that particular tube would be something I'd be looking forward to mm-hmm. question mark 
And all they're going to do basically is just take a photo of you. You're not actually going to do any combat uh, things or combat. Well, rounds. I should hope not. <laughs> <laughs> because they'd have they'd need a lot more space for that. Right. <sighs> oh yeah. <laughs> mhm. Uh oh, it's 40 past. So, uh we're going to take a quick break here, Neff, and I have a big box of brand new boxu snacks that just recently arrived. Uh the theme of sunny Okinawa. Which sounds absolutely delightful right now, as opposed to muggy where I am. <laughs> yes. Um, so we'll touch base on that after we run this mandatory commercial break. Stay tuned here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll be back in about a minute, maybe less. And we're back here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, part two of our July 1st show. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. I'm JR and he's Neff. Um, this is the point where we take care of a few housekeeping items. As you may have seen on our social media pages, this is going to be our last um, Extreme Anime Radio podcast for a while. I was going to say side project. My mind wanted to say side project just now and I stopped it. What is wrong with me, Neff? Well, it's the same thing. Every so often, I want to keep saying background noise, and I'm like, <laughs> Uh But uh, with the summer coming around, it's time for me, as I've already mentioned, to take my usual journey up uh, to the north. So because of that, um, we're going to go on hiatus for a few weeks. Uh, we're going to be coming back, uh, hopefully, in three weeks on June. June. Wow. July 22nd. If you want to relive June again, that's on you. No, 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 no. I don't want to relive June again. Thank you. I don't think I want to relive uh, May or April either at this rate. (laughs) But uh, no, July 22nd, hopefully we'll come back with our next live show. Uh, That will be hosted on Neff's End. And then after that, uh, we'll do shows every two weeks until the middle of September when I return, and hopefully things will stabilize by then. And then we'll have an idea of um, how we proceed uh, further with our podcasts. Uh, So that is the plan. Um, And we do appreciate your understanding, uh, but this is going to be a pretty tricky next uh, few couple of weeks here. Uh, So that's why um, we're going to stick to this intermittent schedule. Sort of... Kind of like the same intermittent schedule we did with our request shows last year uh, when we were on the air with the music. So uh, we do appreciate your understanding with that. Um, also, want to give a shout-out to um, some of the Sarah cosplayers and artists. We thank them for their continued support of Extreme Anime Radio. I know some of them are dealing right now with um, the COVID situation where they are. So we keep them in our prayers and thoughts and hope that they continue to remain healthy and safe. Um, one shout-out I want to do tonight is to Daff Interesting, uh, a Sarah artist uh, from the southeastern United States that we've been working with for quite a while. I believe her first art, uh, I want to say 2013, 2015, somewhere around there. So she's worked with us with a lot of projects uh, with Neff and myself. Um, Her latest Vaporwave Sarah artwork was published uh, a few days ago, and uh, I think uh, it is a very unique piece of art, 
and gives that wonderful uh, 80s uh, vapor aesthetic. Mm, yeah, I, I saw the first draft, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the 80s, nice. Then I'm like, oh, God, that means I'm, oh, boy, I don't want to think about that. I need to ask, Old. what? <laughs> Old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for reminding me. But, uh, yeah, it would be cool if I can get that picture up there and ask our favorite uh, music platform to play a playlist of Vaporwave and see what happens. Mm. You get you give me an idea to, to check one of my uh, subscriptions out and see what will happen. Mm. I wonder if it's uh, an actual classified genre in the online world of music. Who knows? Because I've I've in my travels on the subscription services, I've run across some very odd categories where it's like, okay, Uh-oh. it's interesting. What will be the oddest? I'm trying to think. Well, aside from uh, K-pop, which devolves into things that's just like, okay, what? Like, okay, I mean, yeah, great, but wow, <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Especially on, you know, not the best sound system because I, I've realized, frighteningly enough, I have two good sound systems and all the rest are crap. Mm. My living room, my car, mm-hmm. then every other room in my house has grade Z speakers. Pardon me a moment while I sneeze, I think. Uh-oh. Oh, great. Great. My nose, my nose says sneeze, and I'm not sneezing, and that's annoying. Don't you hate when that happens? Yeah, because, in fact, I sneezed about a minute ago, you know, when I have the kill switch here in the Neff Cave, so you didn't hear it, but it's like, oh, this sucks. My nose. Oh. Somebody's asking, can we get it in the chat room? Can, get it, can we get a refund on uh, 2020? I'm afraid this was sold as is, where is, you're stuck with it. <laughs> can't, uh, can't Christmas come anytime soon? Christmas? At this point, I'll take Labor Day. <laughs> well, if you want Christmas, we're actually uh, sharing some of our Christmas Sarah cosplays uh, on our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. So um, if you want to dream of Christmas, then check out those photos. We'll be sharing more in the days to come, I think. Yes, well, it just it just reminds me that, oh, yeah, new car. Oh, yeah, new snow tires. <laughs> Okay, so let's go ahead with our taste testing, shall we? Uh, This is the Sunny Okinawa Box. Uh, When most people think of Japan, they probably never think of uh, the key island chain to the south of the Japanese mainland. Uh, That includes the islands of Okinawa, which have important historical significance. I can't say significance important historical and cultural significance to the rest of the country. Um, So they're, of course, known for their warm, sunny weather and um, very welcoming people, from what I understand. Um, Okinawa is definitely on my bucket list of places to visit in Japan one day. Especially as portrayed in anime, because there are multiple uh, shows that have used it either as for an episode backdrop or for an, nearly an entire series. Mm-hmm. One of those being Asobi ni Ikuyo, or Cat Planet Cuties. That was actually set on the islands of Okinawa. Of, uh, I didn't know o- that. Asobi ni Ikuyo was in Okinawa. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was quite entertaining, actually, because, of course, you know, sunny weather, and then 
they shift into Christmas near the end, and you're like going, I didn't realize it even snowed in Okinawa, but okay. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm just looking over some of the uh, the things that they have, and I see some very interesting um, snacks that are on the list for this month. Now, normally, um, they'll give you a map, and they'll show you where all these snacks come from. Almost all these snacks are from Okinawa this time, so... So they focus on the descriptions as opposed to where they are because they're all from the same general area, I would assume. I, correct, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. Um, I'm trying to determine because this time I didn't have um, like a little survey like I've done in shows past where I let people vote on what I'm going to uh, eat. This time I'm just going to kind of flip through the guidebook and see what's interesting. Now, two uh, snacks uh, tickle my fancy right away just from looking at the descriptions. We have kokuto, which is, I believe, a type of sugar indigenous to Okinawa. Kokuto black sugar candied walnuts, which is exclusive to the classic box. And then we have Ishigaki Jima Chili Oil Chips. Chili oil, which means they're probably hot and spicy. Uh, I was going to say, make sure you have some water handy when you try those. <laughs> you might need it. Okay. So um, then we have uh, a few uh, soba crisps. Cheese, uh, and we also have the kabukiage rice crackers with shikwasa salt. Okay, so the kabukiage is kind of like uh, the fried rice crackers, and they each come in different flavors usually. So um, normally soy sauce is the, um, the more common flavor. So this time this is uh, salt, oh, soy sauce and shikwasa a citrus fruit native to the Ryukyu Islands. The question now becomes, which of these do I try? Do I try the candied walnuts? Do I try the kabukiage? Or do I set my mouth on fire with the chili oil chips? Well, considering you are live right now, I might not go for the chili oil chips. Just, <laughs> just as a safety precaution. Just, you know, my mind working... I'd say, if anything, and try for the sweet stuff as opposed to anything that might, you know, cause you to pucker up, if you know what I mean. Right. Okay. So if we're going for the sweet stuff, we're going to go for the candied walnuts, I think. So let me find out uh, what this is here. Walnuts are rolled and coated in Okinawa's famous rich kokudo black sugar. So, uh, the sugar is made in Okinawa by slowly cooking down pure sugar cane juice into a soft, crumbly sugar with a complex flavor. Oh, the sweetness can be a bit intense, so we recommend pairing with tea for balance. Uh-huh. Oops. Well, in that case, I think you'll forgive me. I think I'm going to go for the uh, kabukiake. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if they ask you to pair it with something, it's probably not a bad idea to go, you know what, I think we're going to back off then. Right. Um, so, yeah, normally a boxu... Uh, recommends you pair something with tea. They usually have tea inside which you can pair it with. 
but not this but not this particular box yes it does this this particular box does have it oh so what's what's the tea that what's the tea they included this time this uh let's see we turn over here this is going to be the Higa Granny's Samping Cha Jasmine Tea. Hmm. Also indigenous to Okinawa. All right. So I'm going to open this uh, bag now of the Kabukiage. And it smells like Kabukiage. Let's see if it tastes like Kabukiage. Here we go. Ooh. Woohoo. Woohoo. Yes. I like these a lot. Hmm. You 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 feel the crunch, then you feel the soy sauce, and then you feel the salty citrusy flavor after that. So it's kind of a one, two, three punch there. Hmm. Interesting combination. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, so woohoo for this. This is something I could easily snack on. Very well done. Um, now I'm going to go for something sweet. That's not as sweet as advertised. Okinawa Island Fruit Drops Hirami Lemon Madelines. This is the Hirami Lemon. Again, native to Okinawa, but this is sweet. So I believe I have this. It is in a almost opaque plastic bag. Ooh, it smells like a pound cake. Rinse my mouth out here. I was going to say, he's, he's prepping his mouth, folks, for the next uh, snack he's going to try. All right. This is quite tiny. And the individual um, wrapping has a uh, one of those silica gel packets, too. And remember, folks, don't eat the silica gel, whatever you do. <laughs> All right. What were you going to say, Nat, before I stopped you? I was going to say, it's a, it's a very tiny little thing. You'll probably get rid of that in, like, half a bite. Almost, yeah. So let's see how this goes. Uh, Okinawa Island Fruit Drops. Hirami Lemon. Ah! So it's a Madeline. And uh, it seems like the flavor is infused throughout the entire Madeline. And uh, they leave a little bit of the top for the extra filling. So this is a yay. This is a very pleasant flavor. Hmm. Very well done. So now, Neff. Um, I've been thinking, given how you're dangerous, that's dangerous, given how, um, this package, uh, from Moonbase Crochet arrived to you safely. Do I now have to look into maybe getting a box suit tasting box for you and it arrives when it arrives or should we wait? Well, we can try. I mean, as far as I know, I'll still be working out of the cave here. Uh, in my real job for at least the next few months. Right. Since I just got a um, a referral bonus from Boxu because one of my friends signed up for a subscription, so mm-hmm. now I can use that as a as a credit. So if it's not too expensive, maybe I'll be looking into this for you soon. And I guess it arrives when it arrives. I was going to say it sounds like the shipping to Canada for certain uh, branches has from Japan has started to uh, move again, mm-hmm. so maybe things will proceed. Right. So, uh, I mean, I still, I, I did order a couple of parts for the new car, and they're supposedly already in Vancouver. 
So that means I should see them in a couple of days, hopefully. All right. Um, what I might do, um, maybe not tonight, is um, go for the um, uh, Instagram video or online video to taste the um, um, the candy walnuts with the tea and see how that turns out. Because that was my first preference anyway. Mm. Sounds good. All right. So um, with that being said, I think uh, we're going to uh, send Baksu to New York, then to Canada. Uh, that would be a little complicated, I think. Right. Because then you'd have to go through two sets of customs checks. Yeah, and the chances are... If not the first customs check, by the second customs check, somebody's going to try and poke the box. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, I smell something good in there. Poke, poke, poke. Oh, and there go my fireworks. Oh, okay, so you got your fireworks going. I haven't heard any more since, but it's almost dark. Another five, ten minutes. Oh, great. So I, I suspect, you know, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> So while I file another report to 311, why don't you go ahead and give us the closing commentary? If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about anything you hear uh, during the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, you can drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or hit up our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anime radio. We're on Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio. And we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. So um, we'd like to thank Moonbase Crochet for her gift to Neff, which arrived uh, all safely. Um, if you'd like to look uh, up Shinigami Liz on Facebook, I believe the address is facebook.com forward slash Moonbase Crochet. That sound yep. about right, according to the business card that Neff got? Yep, and her email address is... Moonbase.crochet at gmail.com. So there we go. Um, so again, thank you, Liz, for the present to Neff. Um, and thank you all for listening. Once again, uh, the live show is going to go on hiatus for a few weeks. I'm going to make the move up to the north, not too far north. Um, and hopefully Wednesday, July 22nd will be our next show. Um, and that will happen at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, scheduled to change, obviously, depending on what happens. And then after that, as the fireworks continue to go off, uh, we'll be <laughs> we'll be hopefully doing more shows uh, every couple of weeks uh, thereafter. If you go to Facebook or to Instagram, one of our recent posts shows uh, you the schedule of hopefully what we're trying to target. During the rest of July, August, and into the middle of September. And then we'll work on stuff after that. And uh, maybe by that point, things will be a little better or maybe at least about the same. Well, hopefully they're at least the same, right. if not better. Let's And let's hope that by the time we even meet again in three weeks, that things will be at least a little, a little saner. Oh, yeah. So... Uh... Maybe things will be a little more saner up uh, where I work compared to uh, down here. But, you know, I'll take everything with a grain of salt and one day at a time, basically. That's all any of us can do. As I always like to say, 
if you're awake, if you're alive and you're breathing, you've you've met the very first and most important test. Exactly. Everything else is a bonus. Right, right. Well, folks, we thank you for listening uh, tonight, and we hope you'll continue to follow us on social media. Uh, we'll be sharing more Sarah cosplays and artwork uh, in uh, the next few days. And then uh, we'll come back with the podcast and see where things stand. Thank you for listening. For Nef, I'm JR. Remember. Well, before we do that, we have two things we have to do. Oh? One. Once again, uh, happy candidate to our Canadian listeners of the podcast. And number two, since we won't see you guys for a few weeks, happy 4th of July from your neighbors to the north. Much appreciated. And remember, folks. Keep on listening for the Extreme Honorio podcast, and we'll catch you next time.